0: Hey Dave, how you doing? Hey good, what's up? I'm in a great mood. And why is that? I've got a game going here with Mike and I'm winning. I found a surefire way to win. How can that no be? No more you, losing for me. You always lose. Never again. I've got an, look at this. Yeah. I found an app for my phone. Yeah. That, it, it's so amazing. I just set my phone here. Here, come on over here. Yeah. Look at this. Show me So that. Here, here's the game i got going with Mike got an app on my phone. I just set my phone here, Uh huh. and I point the camera toward the board. Oh, it sees the whole board. It sees the board. It figures out what I'm playing. It can and, read the counters? And gives me the moves. You're kidding.
1: I'm not kidding. Is it, all right, so it's your prep fire. That's the game here you're picking up, right? Yeah. Yeah, show me that. Yeah, I'll
0: show you how it works. Okay, yeah, it's my prep fire phase.
1: Uh,
0: okay, Well. Uh, all right, little device. What do I do?
2: Prep fire the medium machine gun in Hex G6 at the German squad in Hex H8. Oh,
0: no way. Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> it just looks at the board. It tells me
1: what to do. And it's an excellent move. It's exactly what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that beautiful? It oh. works
0: for the whole game. Oh, show me more. Show me more. All right, all right. It's my movement phase now. Uh, yeah, what's the first move? All right, let's see.
2: the half squad from Hex D 8 to Hex U9. Followed by the 6-7 6, dash, six dash seven squad B to Hex 9
1: Oh, that's brilliant. She's even drawn fire with the half squad. <laughs> Isn't that a great wow. It's a great thing. Hey, there's only one problem with this, though. But I don't quite think it's fair. Hey, I'm winning. Welcome to another exciting episode of the two half squads, the one and only game podcast in the whole world dedicated to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. Yeah, and we checked, we checked recently, and it is still the greatest game in the world. And today's January 31st, so we won't hear this show for a little while. Yeah, a couple, couple,
0: three weeks or so. So, welcome, everybody. Hi, Dave.
1: How are you, Jeff? You're looking spiffy. Thanks. You like oh. my sweatpants and sweatshirt. <laughs> that's my definition of spiffy. I just don't dress up at night.
0: No, I think that's nobody nice. Nobody know how. Yeah, I, I'm glad you're comfortable enough to you. You're no longer wear a suit and tie when you come over here. <laughs> I do appreciate that. That means we've really gotten somewhere. Our friendship has developed. So uh what's new? What's new in the world of ASL? Oh, you know, I, I would ask about you, but I don't really care. I, I want to know about ASL.
1: You know, should we jump right into it? Scenarios you've played lately then? Oh, yeah. Before? I can see that well, one. It's burning in your hot little hand. You know, Dave Timonen, who likes to play some things that are different. Yeah. We decided we would do these um, Russian Revolution ones from that, from the cellar Pack. Oh, yes, yes. And so we've struck upon three of them that are about the Americans going into the, well, was it Soviet Union then? No. It would have been Russia. And near Siberia, and engaging against the Bolshevik partisans. Were these uh,
0: regular army forces, or like? Yeah, yeah.
1: the 31st Infantry Mm. Regiment, uh, Americans sent in. They were there ostensibly to protect the. What was it? The there was a group of foreign army that was trying to cut across and get back home. The Czechoslovakian force, or something. Mm. Sorry, I've forgotten. I'd have to look it up. I don't have the game here. But, um, they were sent in to help them escape, and of course, we're also there to push the democracy movement in Russia. And so there's a lot of these partisan type squads against the Americans, which are all second line and green troops because they weren't as good of quality troops that early. This is 1919. so you're talking just right after World War I, right? That's
0: back with the uh, spears and
1: arrows. <laughs> it's not that far back. Oh. And this also has the Sushin mine workers who have demolition charges with them. And we played two of these. Um, one of the play, Americans. I assume a, you played them in order. <laughs> Actually, we went out of order because we had Dave. Tom Barkelow coming to play with us, so we had to pick the one that best fit three players. Oh, I see. Correct. Yeah. And uh, so again, they're nice. They're short. They're something different, and highly enjoyable. Recommend him a lot. Well good. What have you been playing lately?
0: Uh I Mike and I just started playing now. Uh, we keep we've we actually missed each other over a couple of weeks because of work. He was uh in Florida and I was not in Florida went one, one night I was in Alsip, Illinois, which is nowhere near Florida. It's about fourteen miles south. But anyway we keep missing ourselves. But we're playing Satisfaction and Confidence, which is uh a starter kit from S thirty six. And this is from. This is not from the starter kits. This
1: is from somewhere else. The magazine? Yeah, I think so. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Oh, I have not seen this one. Yeah, I think this is from the operations magazine, probably. Yeah, I think that's it. Gosh, you're good. Well, but I can't guarantee that. But.
0: Well, just say it with confidence. Sure it is. I'm sure it it
1: is. The Volga's reaches (laughs) on the back. And that one is you've got the Russian Russians and Germans.
0: Yeah, so you know just a, a nice smattering of uh, tanks uh, on both sides, and um, we're having our usual fun. So it's very, very relaxing playing with Mike. I like him he, much, much, much better. No, no, I was going to say that much better than you. No, but well, um, in some you know, ways, yes. But yeah, in this scenario, so uh, I start up as the Germans. I set up. Uh, anywhere on boards V or X pretty much and then he comes on on board T and has to drive straight through and gain victory conditions uh, victory points by getting off either off the other edge exiting Mm -hmm. or killing 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 tanks good yeah so um, I like those it's fun he's racing right along but uh, (laughs) I've got a couple of stories uh, stories I've got a couple of surprises for him
1: yeah, have you been winning a lot lately, Jeff? I, no. Then how do you feel about that?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go sit on
1: the couch and talk
0: and tell you. I have not been feeling good about, uh, not winning. I haven't been winning anything lately. I played a couple games of, uh, Dungeon Twister with a friend and about three or four. I lost three of the four. Uh, played Hammer of the Scots with Mike, lost that. I haven't won at Squad Leader since September, maybe, and uh, yeah, it's starting to wear on me a little bit.
1: And and Jeff is serious. Yeah, We're I'm not serious. Joking right? Now. No, I'm not joking. But I would like to make that a teaching moment to people out there. Sometimes let your opponent win. Yeah,
0: you know, especially if it's me.
1: <laughs> Don't beat the guy down. Well, you know, it's gotta it, get tired. It shouldn't even be
0: required for that because Mike is a new player. Yeah, I still consider myself. You know, maybe the problem is I still consider myself a new player.
1: Maybe it's all Just in the head.
0: Mentally. Yeah, it's mental.
1: And you remember to surround the enemy and form mm-hmm. a fire group mm-hmm. surround your enemy. A fire what? When they're broken. <laughs> Get them to eliminate for failure to route and all I, that. I forget it afterward. I, I remember it afterwards. But not at mm-hmm. the time. Maybe yeah. that's the problem.
0: Yeah, but Mike and I, neither one of us had played Hammer of the Scots. We both learned the rules as we were sitting there, and then he beat me.
1: Yeah.
0: Same with Dungeon Twister with my pal Gary.
1: He yep. beat me. Maybe so, there's a curse upon you.
0: I don't know. It could be, uh, you know, gaming has always been sort of a psychological struggle for me. I'm going to write a book about it. I'm going to call it Mein Kampf. What do you think? <laughs> no, don't do that. Mein
1: gaming Kampf.
2: <laughs> so, and,
1: but I honestly but think people need to be aware of that. If you're beating your opponent constantly, and it's fun to learn together and uh like squad leader, but you gotta make sure the guy gets a break. It Doesn't happen to
0: anybody but me.
1: Oh, it does. I'm, I'm it convinced. Does. I'm My the only guy way. that taught me used to trounce me constantly. And I mentioned this before when I had said, you know, do you ever let people just win so they feel good? <laughs> he said no, and then I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, you can't beat someone down constantly and expect them to always come back. This yeah. does get worrisome, no matter how much of a good sport you are, and you're you know, a great sport.
0: You so. know, part of the thing I think is that I'm not. I've never been a very competitive person. I enjoy the gaming aspect.
1: Enhanced I like social. the game, and
0: I, and I like talking. And a lot of times, Michael be, you know, trying to think of some great strategy, and I'm
1: trying to talk to you know, him.
0: Trying to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't enjoy playing with people that I don't like.
1: Well, that's okay. I think most people are like that.
0: Well, I don't know. I, a lot of guys don't even notice. I, I, I think a lot of players don't even notice who they're playing because they're just playing. Oh. Into the game. They're just into the game.
1: Yeah, they interesting. Uh, I was playing a guy named Bob Brown. He moved away from uh, near ProSex Old Game Shop, Winfield, Illinois, and he went down to Georgia or somewhere and he opened a game store for a while, mm. Army Group South, and he um, was playing a lot of ASL with us and the group games, and then um, we are sitting here playing ASL and he revealed that he hates people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I was like, how could you be a gamer and hate people? You know? He's yeah. like, Well, I love the games. Yeah. But I'm like, Do you hate me? He's like, Well no. But Yeah. But truth be told, you know, if we weren't gaming, I'd stay home, watch T V, do something yeah. on my own. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I can I can kinda see that I yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think even I'm a little guilty of that. I'm I'm more prone to be wanting to game with people than Than to socialize. Hang out. Yeah, I do the Bears games, and, you know, I'll go to movies with friends once in a while, but if the option is like, hey, you want to come over and, you know, hang out, yeah, for like an hour, and then can we play a game? Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I've got a friend that I hang around with, and all we do is hang out, he doesn't game. And I find that dull after, you know, after a couple hours.
1: Yeah, okay. But some people, I guess, do that all the time. I guess if you're... Just hanging out. Well, most yeah. people have something to do. They're watching sports. Yeah. They're bowling together. They're, they're, right. They're doing, they're doing something. Stuff. Yeah. While they're talking. This so. guy
0: I go out with. We smoke cigars and have a have a scotch. And but after four hours, you know, I'm done.
1: Yeah. I want to be doing
0: something. Yeah. So and that's really why I like one of the things I like about uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons or role playing games is it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's a little more. I think it's a little more social, just by nature of the way the game works yeah I think yeah. that's true, so but anyway, um that is that's where I'm at right
1: now. okay, well, we need something to brighten us, brighten things up here
0: You know what would brighten my day? Letters something a little different uh, tonight for our theme music, our opening music for uh, letters. this will be letters backwards. Can you <laughs> turn turn that mic back. I know our listeners are loving this.
1: Kind of strange. That sure was twisted.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are easily amused. All righty then. And sometimes at the uh, expense of our At listeners. the expense of just about anything. We are easily amused. Well, if there's anybody left listening, we'll actually get on to the letters. A letter here from Mike. <laughs> Mike says, and Mike left this comment on our, um, he posted it on the website on episode 44, uh, which was called, and the winner is where we announced the winners of our oh, contest yes. of 2010. And Mike was the winner of the second prize. Uh, Mike writes to say, Hey guys, thanks so much for volume 15, Schwerpunk. You sent me as a runner up in your recent contest. I knew it had to be from you when I saw the word congratulations written on the outside of the envelope. Nothing like a little personalization to make a prize even more special.
1: Huh. That's true. I wrote that on there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he's going to treasure that
1: forever. He is. I have a sad notification from Ian Daglish that Major Dick Winters has passed away. That's right. And uh, he was involved with the Band of Brothers. Um What, did he play the tuba? What? No, he he was with the band of brothers. Yes. I forget which guy he was. <laughs> he, was played, he the leader of the... yeah. He
0: played major Dick Winters. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chuck, I'm giving he passed you passed away.
1: Time. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, oh, it's very sad that he passed away. I mean, sad. he was really a great hero.
1: And Ian also notifies us that uh, he's got a forthcoming Sea Lion pack, and that it was being play tested as a mini tourney at Winter Offensive this year. So. Good work, Ian. Keep up that production value. And
0: do we know anything about Sea Lion Pack? Uh, What's Well,
1: that's about? I don't. That the Walruses versus the uh, I am penguins. The Walrus. I think the Sea Lion Pack. Well, I, you know, I don't. I, I don't know. Operation Sea Lion wasn't that going to be Hitler's invasion, planned invasion of England? Could they be fictional scenarios? We don't know. Ian, we'll need to know more about that from you.
0: Okay, I've got a letter here from. Uh, were you done with that one?
1: Are you okay? Yes, I think I'm looking up on um, Game Squad. So oh. A little conversation about Operation Sea Lion, and people are talking about it. I have no problem at all with scenarios that might have happened. Oh yeah. So maybe the Sea Lion pack is going to be some might have happens about the invasion. Who knows? Well, we'll hear from Ian soon. Well, in I hope. guess
0: we'll be seeing map boards of uh, England
1: then. There'll be pubs. Oh, the coast maybe. There'll be pubs. There'll be white cliffs. <laughs> Dover. The channel. If we're correct, the channel didn't exist then. Oh, really? That came later. Oh. So, you have another letter?
0: Didn't they get the horses underneath the channel? No. Uh, this is from Dave Shepard. Dave says, Hi, I heard a show or two from your podcast, and it was nice. I'm about to try and force a friend to play Starter Kit, so I might, through, might work through the newbie do show. I'm really tempted by full ASL, but I find the lack of basic modules being in print a bit disconcerting. Does anyone know when things like Yanks will be back in print or the British be available to buy or the rest of it? I know there's a lot uh, to be getting on with for anyone in the rule book and Beyond Valor. But yeah. even so, everyone wants to play with their own team, right?
1: Their own nationality, yes. Yeah. And they'll be getting to them. Uh, I was really amazed. Uh, maybe this is a good time to mention M&P is, is collating and shipping things right now. They're probably you've got them in your hands by the time you hear this podcast the new journal, the starter kit expansion kits, and even more. So I think they are going to pick up the pace. They well, they have clearly picked up the pace with Chaz at the helm. And uh, you'll see two more major pa- uh, games out that Budapest and the Hakka will be coming out this year. Yeah. The reprints, hard to tell. There is an ad for the reprint. It's for um, the Japanese. It's going to be a huge module on the back of the Out of the Attic 2, but it's not up for the pre-order yet. So. But i would I'm going to bet it's going to start picking up the pace. Yeah, sure. Just be patient. And, Hang on uh, there. Yeah. And I have a letter from Scott Thomas. It's very
0: helpful to find somebody that already has the stuff.
1: Too. There you go, you can... too. Yeah. And uh, Scott Thomas has sent us a very long, marvelous letter, and thank you very much for that. Also, a little donation. Thank you. And he s- also says uh, he had meant to send this email when he got caught up with all the episodes, but as that neared, he realized that he had sent all his disposable income either to MMP or eBay.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. And so now that things have calmed down after the holidays, he types this while listening to episode 44 and is all caught up again. And he also mentions, P.S., I still don't have an opportunity to travel far or for long to play ASL, but if there happens to be another listener in the greater Johnson Creek area, Wisconsin, I believe, could you please let him know? You can let us know. We'll let him know. He's somewhat interested in Vassal, but prefers the tactile nature of board games and the face-to-face camaraderie, which we were just talking about. Additionally, he's a home brewer, and he wants to let us know that his favorite beer style. It, oh, if we would let him know our favorite beer style, it would be his pleasure to brew it and send us an official two half squads beer. Oh wow! I wonder if he'd make two, two, two half squads beer with the two half squad it. label. Yeah.
0: My favorite. Well, I'll tell him right now. My favorite kind of beer is the one that comes in a, in a bottle or
1: a can. <laughs> as
0: long as I don't have to drink it off the out of a you know off
1: uh, the floor. Yeah, frankly, like we, I used to. we will drink anything. Uh, yeah. Uh, I. Hoppy is nice, but Dark's great too. Yeah, yeah whatever. You could surprise us. Yeah. And anyone, Johnson Creek, Wisconsin, let us know. We'll try and fix yeah. you. Yeah. He's, he's in the Greater Johnson Creek area, area, which I which I looked at. Now
0: that goes from um,
2: Minnesota hi,
0: from Highway Six south past the Bar and Grill, and you then <laughs> extending to a line southeast to the stop and go.
1: No, it's the greater oh, that's area. The, that's Minnesota to Indiana. <laughs>
0: Well, if he's brewing his own beer, uh, I'm sure a lot of people will drive brew
1: it, and they will come yes,
0: that's right. Do you have a letter, Jeff? I've got a letter from Dan who says um oh he he was remarking the fact that uh in the last episode, the cavalry episode, I mentioned that I posted something on Game Squad asking for some information about cavalry and got zero did I have i- said, did I mention this I did
1: you did last yeah. show.
0: Let me. I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but maybe it would be appropriate. Zero. But he Dan did finally respond and said, "Maybe I should have placed it in a different spot on the on the game squad forum." Okay. Maybe so. He says, "I've never played cavalry, so I don't have much to add." But as usual, I found your show entertaining and enjoyable, but not very enlightening.
1: <laughs> well, what does that mean? It's not spiritually enlightening, like the Buddha or confucius teaching i'm sure that's Christ. what he meant i'm oh. sure that's what he meant you just
0: go on thinking that's what he meant uh two classic cavalry scenarios on my to playlist are 90 pride and joy
1: pride and joy you say that as if you know this one if 90 i've pl- played it i okay. played it if yeah
0: okay mm-hmm. and then um there's an sp over oh over open sides. that's the one you and i played right didn't we play over open sides?
1: Isn't that, I thought that was a gun scenario. Yeah, I thought that was a gun scenario. no, no cavalry in there. So it's over open, over it, wide open it, planes. Was a, wasn't that a starter kit? I thought that was. Maybe he meant something else, or maybe yeah, we're be. wrong. That's possible, but not likely. Yeah. I have one from Rick. He said, go Packers, but we're not even going to read that on there. <laughs> so forget that one. What else do you have, Jeff? <laughs> That's very discouraging.
0: Uh, we got a nice, a nice, really personal note from... From Perry Cock. Yes, indeed. Who said? Who wrote? Right there on our website. I uh, Just wanted to let you know I linked to this in my blog on the MMP site. Any link to our Perry Tales uh, episode in wherein we interviewed Perry at Aslock.
1: And thank you, Perry. Hopefully, we'll get some more listeners, yeah. which will in turn turn into more sales for MMP.
0: Kaching. Because
1: that's why we do this show. Yeah. Increase MMP we sales. Make money.
0: Yeah. We want you guys to be able to retire happy.
1: You know, another listener left a note on the podcast notes. Axis Cavalry in World War II is a book that Osprey Publishing has, because Jeff had mentioned.
0: I've got to look for that.
1: Difficulty one. in finding. Yeah. Cav books. Yeah,
0: that was Baron Zemo. Thanks, Baron Zemo, for for posting that for us. Uh Something here from uh, Mike. Happy New Year, guys! Look forward to listening to the new podcast on the bus tomorrow. Well, I've got to find out what bus he's on. Because if they're playing that over the beat. Yeah, yeah they pipe it right over. Yeah,
1: that's really, that's amazing.
0: Maybe it's the bus, that uh, the tour that runs right by the broadcast foxhole here.
1: And we like to thank Goran Anderson for the kind donation. Thank you, Goran. Whit Richardson
0: wrote and said, Wow, guys, you really took my song and ran with it. Well, we did a great job on that song. And I, I you know, we didn't really mention it, but your wife and your daughter, Megan, who sang the that. The two half-squad rendition. singers. Yeah, the, yeah the the two half squad choir
1: is that the new contest jeff write a song asl song lyrics
0: oh asl song that's a great one
1: and for gifts we have several of the prod products donated to us yeah from our kind benefactors fans benefactors I don't know. like Schwerpunkt and Schwerpunkt rally and, point and, yep, and, uh, and bounding uh, fire yeah yeah that's a Maybe great we idea do that write a jingle is that official now Let's Let's make it official. Yeah. All right. Write us a new song. Yeah. Submit your song. Submit it by some date that Jeff will post on the site or I'll post.
0: We'll figure out a date. And
1: And you you can either call in and sing it or
0: you can just send it to us. You know the way they do in Mad Magazine where they would list the lyrics to songs and they'd say, sing this to the tune of Both Sides Now or something or (laughs) Over the Rainbow. (laughs) So you can take an existing song and just change the lyrics. Yeah. That's a great
1: idea. Can okay. I enter? You can enter. Oh, wow. So that's going to be the new contest for 2011, the spring. We'll have another contest for the fall because yeah. we've learned not to try and promise like a spring, winter, summer, and fall. We'll never get around to it. Do you know Mad Magazine? I remember reading that quite a bit in my youth, and boy, my dad and his friend picked up an issue of that. And they were doing the sing-along about some campus 70s uh, anti-Vietnam War, like protests on a college campus, satirical thing of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And they were in stitches. Oh, they were. They were. And I'll never forget that because there was something that I enjoyed reading. Yeah. They understood it at a deeper level, obviously, than I did as a 12-, 13-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, and were laughing hysterically. So whether My, your song's funny or not won't matter, submit it.
0: I owned one issue of Mad Magazine I think, as a kid, and I kept it in the attic space over the garage, like under
1: a box. You hid it? Yeah. Boy, <laughs> did I hide
0: it. I, hide, I hid it so even I couldn't get to it.
1: It wasn't inappropriate.
0: Not that I, I inappropriate. was worried. I guess, I guess I was worried. My parents were kind of, you know, they didn't have the same sense of humor.
1: Well, I could see that happening, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. So, What else? What else we have? Well, from Joe, he also left a com- comment uh, that he had made it onto the Two Half Squads podcast when he did his voice mail and uh, crossed another one off his bucket list. <laughs> He's got a bucket list. We're on the bucket list. Hopefully we're kind
0: of on the easy part of the bucket list and the stuff gets better after that. Oh, now this is an interesting one. Dave, you must have been really excited. This Chris wrote to us and said it appears that the starter kit expansion pack, which is coming up relatively soon, whatever soon means, from MMP, will have a Kleinschmidt counter. You can follow the link on Game Squad and look at the Excel spreadsheet.
1: Well, I- and, Yes, I looked, but I suspect this is all a cruel Perry joke. You think? Yeah, being perpetrated against me. Do <laughs> you
0: think somebody would do that? That's really low. I think they, I think
1: they would. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So, I guess,
0: do yeah. we know when that's coming out exactly?
1: S- soon. It might already be out by the time this show posts. Oh, okay.
0: But, uh. Well, it's going to be very exciting. Uh, you know what? And I'll tell you what it's going, it's, if it's in there, I will, cause I'm getting a copy. I know you're getting a copy. But I will, I will clip my Kleinschmidt counter with a C4 corner cutter so it looks beautiful and frame it for you.
1: Oh. Wow, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So you mean you, you wouldn't want to keep it to actually use in the game? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll see, that's a cruel perry joke. They just typed that up special to get me. I know, it could be. If they did, they went to a lot of trouble. I'm so. sure of it. Yeah. And what's this about is there something about the YouTube thing that you wanted to share? Or? Oh well, there's somebody named uh, Mr. Reef,
0: Mr. Reef Three. I just happened to see this post on the the uh, ConSim World newsfeed that I get. A guy named Mr. Reef who is from England, I believe, the UK somewhere, and is uh, doing a podcast, a video, not a podcast, but a video on YouTube about his gaming. And so we'll put a link in the show notes, and he's talking about some war games in there, and. He and I have just chatted back and forth a little bit. So uh, support his video podcast. And when you go there, you'll see there are quite a few video casts about uh, gaming on there. Some of them are really nice to watch. Okay, I'll have to check them out. I think we should do video, but no, no, I take that back. We'd have to wear pants.
1: Oh, that's correct. We don't want to do that.
0: Don't want to break our record. Our pants record? Can you have a pants record?
1: You could. Alright, well that's it for letters. That was
0: a good one, a good bevy of letters.
3: Hey guys, Whit Richardson again. Just wanted to share another ASL related thought and, and this is uh, not why I love ASL but this is, is, is how I got into it. And it was, uh, I had my three year anniversary yesterday because it was uh, the day after Thanksgiving 2007 that I took out, uh, I visited my parents and I had uh, the rule book in Beyond Valor. It sat in the closet for ten years. And uh day after Thanksgiving I pulled it out and just had uh that urge, you know, to get into it. So I wrote my dad into it. Um, I was reading to the rules and set up fighting uh withdrawal and uh it took us eight hours to play through the first turn. And uh in retrospect, uh we were playing everything wrong. But um that was uh quite a, a impressive uh feat. And instead of turning me off, which I think it probably would for most people, um eight hours on one turn, um, I got completely hooked. And uh, the rest is history. So three-year anniversary and uh, going strong.
0: Thanks. Well, that was nice uh, from Whit Richardson, one of his many call-ins that he did when um, we were having our little call-in contest.
1: And see, I never have spent eight hours on one turn because I ignore half the rules.
0: I think that's a good way to go, though. I have probably, well, when Joe and I first started playing, we would spend probably three hours on one turn, and um, it was actually very fun. I, I really liked the the figuring it out and getting into the minutia
1: it, that was, was, it was very you attractive got, you got beat down by losing a lot yeah,
0: and then I got beat so much now I don't care anymore <laughs> oh I'm gonna start making up I'm gonna make up house rules only play here and have house rules.
1: <laughs> Jeff gets three re-rolls each game, yeah. Mulligans. It still wouldn't help. Lots of mulligans. No, I know it wouldn't help. So yeah, Mr. Richardson, uh, and he sent us a little request that he was going to Albany. Yeah, and he wanted
0: to be a, an embedded, re- well, an embedded re- roving reporter. Let's say a man roving in reporter. the street. A man in the street.
1: Yeah. And we took him up on that because we're just getting exhausted doing this podcast. Oh,
0: whew, <laughs> it's really exhausting. Well, he was there, and we thought this would be a great opportunity for him to talk to people. That maybe we won't get a chance to talk to.
1: And so, without any further ado... Or doo-doo. Here it is. Here it is. The Albany Report.
4: Oh, I want them next time.
5: So, give me the rundown. What happened uh, this tournament? Rundown the results. on
4: this tournament... So I'd have to give him Bob Bendis so much grief about being Grofaz and not being able to win the Albany tournament that he finally got it done. It took him three tries though, so we're always glad to have him.
5: This is his first win
4: here. First win here. It's his third try. He was third, second, and first. So.
5: So the Albany tournament has
4: a pretty good
5: reputation as being a really uh, full of really strong competitors. Why do you think that
4: is? Well, we attract we attract the best players probably because of the scenario list and the good players attract more good players. And that's why the field gets deeper every year. Mm-hmm. And also it benefits the people out of here because the players are so good that it brings the level of play up of everyone. Everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. And people have told me that. Mm-hmm.
5: So do you could you say who some of the the top players in the ASL world are that are, were here oh, this Oh
4: people already know that.
5: Yeah.
4: You got you got everybody was here. May, Sidhu, Hildebrand, Deguerra, Pleva. I'll probably repeat half these names.
5: <laughs>
2: Fendes no. <laughs> Bendis,
4: I mean Pilling, Fortenberry. Fortenberry, I mean, I'd have to look through yeah, to remember yeah. them all. Tracy, Tracy. Haywood, Rossi, Schelling. Who wasn't? Yeah. question was, yeah. questions. Who wasn't here? Yeah. So, so what was the what was the turnout as far as numbers go? Uh, we had 50 players. We had about seven or eight late cancellations. And I will say that. The great player that is not here is Taylor, Jim Taylor of Michigan. So, uh, blaming on his wife. It's 50, 50 is the norm. Yep, is the norm. And how many years? Is this this is our seventh year.
5: seventh
4: year. Our record number of attendance was last year, 55. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. And what, um, do you have any highlights from this weekend?
4: Highlights from this weekend. Well, the highlights were it was the first Probably and maybe only PTO tournament. 50% of the list was PTO. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I haven't done a head count on how many PTO scenarios were played, but I think uh, it's a lot more than 50%. You have some people that played only PTO. Mm -hmm. And do you think uh, everyone enjoyed it? Were there... Yeah, I mean, I can. I mean, everybody seems like they enjoyed it.
5: Yeah. Were there any so. favorites that that came out of the bunch? I mean, I know that Bo was a new one that came out, and have you were you able to get a sense from people if they liked anything, any particular? Yeah, yeah, we it?
4: had we had three. Everybody loved Bo Drop. The other one was Melee Near the Coast from Bounding Fire and 100 Regiments Offensive. Mm-hmm. Those are the three most played scenarios this year in this tournament at Albany this year.
5: So this was a PTO type theme. Does it is there always a theme or is it uh No
4: well This is probably the only really theme we had. Hmm. Yeah. It's any probably a first theme. Any
5: plans for next year?
4: Yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so you Pleva is it's Pleva's turn. All
5: right. And what's what's so the dates picked everybody?
4: Sure, I think I forget the dates. I think it's the is it second, third, and fourth. It's the weekend after Thanksgiving okay. every year. All
5: right. any, any,
4: anything else to say? Uh, if you want to see how good you are, show up at Albany, just like Bendis does every year.
5: Sounds good. All right. You ready? I
6: can't think of a harder lineup. <laughs> is. Really? So telling well, you about the competition this
5: weekend. It wow, it was intense. Uh, <laughs> <got one>
6: game
4: <laughs>
5: a lot of
6: super players, it man. I think I, I had to earn fast. every round. Typical in the game. You know, <laughs> I was well prepared, <laughs> though, for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh well, got to play Steve Plava and Jared Tracy, two of my That's favorite people Play, you, 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 you know. Played and played uh Al Lewis, I get to play Al in this this weekend. But, uh yeah, man, it was a lot of fun.
5: And you also just,
6: uh... Oh, I did play Al My first game. Pardon me?
5: Yeah. You just won the, the growth has it as an and you just won Albany. Do
6: you think you're at yeah. the top of
5: the ASL game right now? At your your ASL
6: game? When I'm prepared, yeah. Yeah. You know, for, for a for a game, I still make mistakes every game. Yeah. You know, and uh you know, I keep improving still, so you know, I'm not sure exact I'm not sure exactly how I managed to do it. It's kinda like a shock like I did I did it again? Holy cow. Yeah.
5: You know? So, how do you do? You, uh, or do you prepare for tournaments? Do you get the scenario lists and been, set
6: them up? I've been playing with that guy over there, Paul, for the last nine months. Mm-hmm. Probably more ASL, you know, on a weekly basis than in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, probably what six hours a week. So you know. Who's So it? I'm, just, I'm a, you know, so I'm really well honed, you know. Yeah. But it's the scenarios from this list. Your I had I had played I had played most of them at least once or t- I didn't play the last one against China. I never played that one before, but all the other ones I had played once or twice before. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had.
5: Okay. So you'd say you're, you you come prepared. As far as this like tournament, you know. this tournament, I did. Like you, don't, do you have setups
6: and everything. Well, uh, I might up. look at like the first round or two sometimes. You know, I had time. I had time this year. Paul wanted to play these scenarios, so I said, sure, yeah. man, I'll play. Yeah. So
5: do you have any? Uh, what was your favorite scenario you played this weekend?
6: Hmm. Scenario. Tripwire was fun. That's because you just get this, it's a super German attack force, just, you know, it's kind of like everything. And so that worked out pretty well. It was against Steve Pleva, who's like, you know, <laughs> a very good player, and it, you know, so it was really fun. It was second time I've ever beat that guy, so it's not easy to do, you know, and uh, was a good scenario for that, so uh, I'd, say, I'd say Tripwire, I guess. Tripwire, what, what, what's the. That's probably the, the coolest trip scenario. I played Tripwire. I like Shouting the Storm too, but Tripwire probably a little better, actually. Pardon?
5: Tripwire, was that, is that a third party scenario? That a uh, scenario? I don't
6: even know who it is, actually. Uh, I don't know. That's right. So, any. It's uh, the not a Glenn Houseman scenario, though. It would be like something like oh, Mangle Bloody Flesh and Shrouded Tripwire.
5: We'll get it Do you have any
6: uh, uh,
5: highlights from the weekend? You know, not necessarily the favorite scenario, but highlights like in the middle oh, of a game. Yeah. You know, some some amazing
6: game.
4: Oh,
5: well, uh, anything happening? Let's oh, TV. let's see here.
4: Yeah. Well, any
5: bonsai charges?
6: Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no bonsai. one Japanese scenario I did play that wasn't bonsai wasn't allowed. Uh, coolest mm-hmm. thing that ever happened this weekend. <laughs> Created uh, t- two heroes against Steve. That was kind of that was kind of cool. Tight wire. Yeah, five five snake guys on different morale checks and rally attempts. So I had all these fanatic guys with heroes running around with them. That was pretty cool. And I shocked them when they all threw into a fire group for like a, I don't know. What. I think it was a 36-plus-4 into his... You know, he had a 9-2 stack on the 50-cal, two squads, and he takes a 30-plus-4 like, yikes. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool, I guess, you know. Um, I think you're... Uh, I don't know, it's just... It's just uh, I just... It's just fun to uh, sit down, think of a strategy, and then watch it work, you know. And that's fun, and... Uh, uh, you gotta be on the ball. You gotta have amazing focus. You gotta stay concentrated for three or four hours. It takes a while, so. Uh, I think maybe because I've been playing since I've been 14 years old or something. It helps me out a little bit. I'm yeah. not uh, sure, you know.
5: I was gonna ask that, so how many years have you been playing?
6: 14, 32 years, I suppose. You don't have to become a squad leader, which I do because that, that sets your brain up for the basic you know, Squad Leader was what? 60% ASL maybe, you know? Something like that, so, yeah, Like, like the LOS, how to be a good LOS judge, all that stuff. What feels right, you know? You know everything, everything less, more or less are like, I'm not calculating odds. Everything's like a feel that don't feel right, you know? Maybe I'll kind of, odds on like an ambush thing, events, well you're a plus or minus two, I'll calculate that. But normally, it's just a feeling at this point, you know? And it helps speed up play, you know. <laughs> That's for sure. So, on average, how many games do you get to play a year? Oh, my God. i probably played more games this year than ever before. Um, 50, 60? Because I've been at, I was at uh, the Nor'easter Tournament. I was at Windy City Open. I was at Aslock, and I'm here. And that's a lot. Oh, and uh, I didn't show up in uh, Chicago in uh, Springfield this year, but, uh, yeah, that's four tournaments, so a lot of tournaments.
5: So is that is that average for you on, like, uh, every year going to a lot of tournaments?
6: Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm in from Chicago, so Windy City, you know. I'm always going to be at Windy City. And then I got invited to come out to Albany that one year, so I came out here, and, uh, you know, some of my favorite players were here. So, And then Aslock, that's, you know the mecca of of asl so i go there so those are my my big three and i was in town for the nor'easter so i go to that one and uh you know if there's, a, if there's a asl tournament within you know 200 miles i'll probably go to it you know mm-hmm. so if i'm in the area so
5: for the people that uh you know come to tournaments what what does it take to to win a tournament an asl tournament Take to win an ASL
6: tournament. Well, if you don't have years of experience, you have to be prepared for the scenarios. You have to pre-play the scenarios or just pray for luck, which probably isn't going to work out. So you have to prepare for the scenarios if you have a pre-prepared list. Mm-hmm. If not, I would say you have to take as little risk as possible it's as little risk as possible until it's time to take all the risk at once. Little risk as possible, all the risk at once. So don't stack, don't move in the open, don't give out minuses, leave lots of residual, look for constriction points, fire lanes are good, keep your tanks buttoned up typically, you know, uh, every little, every little percentage point all adds up. You know, and then over the time each turn you know and if you start out a scenario where you got nine squads of six and you kill two squads, all of a sudden you got two at one odds on them. It's a huge difference, so try to find a if you're attacking, pick find part of the defense you can isolate and kill and annihilate, then the rest of them won't be as hard to to get rid of. But don't bite up more than you can chew. I mean, there's a, you know, it would take, what, how long we got, you know? Uh, it would take a long time. It's, it's, it's a hard game to master, man. I would not play it if I hadn't played it since I was a kid, you know? And then I uh, had fun and made a lot of friends from it and uh, stuck with it. So. Good advice from Bob Bendis. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> they, uh, 2010 Girlfaz and okay, the here, Albany winner. Too, Here's some more. Now, now, if you do have the training, the ability, and the time, you've been to some tournaments. I would say, if you really want to work, first of all, you can't be pre pedana anymore. You know, nobody's. You know, maybe I was you know, a little more pre pedana earlier, but get some rest and sleep and be prepared for it, because you'll have a huge advantage over some tired guy who was drunk last night till two in the morning. Believe me, because I've been on both sides. And if you really want to win, you really got to be focused. You know, one way, a good way to do it is kind of like go to the tournament. If you're going to try to win it. You're to, you, you want to be a sportsman. Like, my number one goal is to be a sportsman first. Then I try to win. I, I want to be a good sportsman now. And maybe 20 years ago, I was more, you know, out for blood. But now, I, you know, just to be a good sportsman, to everyone have a good, have a fun time and then win a second.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that was pretty cool. Uh, Witt Richardson reporting from albany the first time we've had somebody uh report for us and boy it was like pulling teeth to let us for us to let ourselves do that but he did a great job so it was very interesting thank you wick for doing that
7: hi this is doug pearson i'm uh i know it's lit it's too late for the contest but i just wanted to uh send in my description of of asl and i would say it, asl is a uh, miniatures game a highly de- a highly detailed miniatures game converted into a board game thanks have a good night guys
0: i'd say that's a pretty apt description i'm sure everybody has their own descriptions we're still willing to hear your description if you want to send it to us yeah we'll play audio yeah,
1: tracks like that you just call them on into the phone line and we'll get those on the air ladies yeah. and gentlemen and um we don't care well let's wrap this show up jeff with the We've got, we've got a great interview. This was—I'd never heard of these guys. Very historical, and I had heard of them my whole life. Well, no, I guess only my ASL life. Yeah. Reading the early um, ASL annuals, the General Magazine. Yeah. And I have
0: subsequently gone back and seen some of that stuff, and I think Rich Spilkey, when he comes, he's going to be bringing some of that stuff, and uh, he's got a few things from that. So this is Fish Bill Fish Connor. Bill Fish Connor, I'm glad you know his name because I only know him as
1: Fish. And his good ASL buddy, Action Action Burke. Burke.
0: Yeah. So these guys were very kind to sit down with us at uh, ASLOC and spin some old stories.
1: Yes. And I think Perry joins us for this one. Couldn't resist the opportunity to hear these classic ASL guys talk. And so here we go. Here we go. The interview. We're recording. Okay, we're still at the uh, S-Lock, and um, we have some very distinguished guests with us right now. Oh, Probably, oh, where are they? They're right here. Oh. And that is Bill Fish Connor. <laughs>
0: well, thank you.
1: And Daryl Action Burke.
0: Thank you very much.
1: And I'm unworthy to even speak their names. Wow. Because Now, Jeff, do you even know who they are?
0: Uh, actually, No.
1: <laughs> Look at these young people.
8: Can you believe it? I'm new.
1: And when I was a little boy, growing up in 1985, out of college, I started playing advanced squad leader, and I bought everything. And my one friend taught me Wally. He taught me the game, and then I would rope people to play with me, and we'd be like one guy or two for a year, two years. Then they would move away, and I'd find someone else, and I'd play with them. And I went to a the The uh, Aslock, way back, pre children. Now I have a daughter in college, and kind of was a wallflower there. And you know, you guys were all these legends in the game for me. And I'd read your names in these publications, right? All these uh, newsletters sent in the mail. You remember those days? Oh yeah. Didn't you put one out? (laughs)
8: <laughs> oh, you have to embarrass us. Let's not that, go there. The first question. Well, yes and no, but we did put one out called In Contact.
1: Well, you both did it together?
8: Uh, we or did it, it with it? some other people also, okay. and the. Uh, it, uh, we'd rather play than, than publish. Kind of we uh,
1: We lost our direction. <laughs> well, I my concept of it was, wow, these guys put out this really great. We got like I don't I, I had what four, six, eight scenarios or something.
8: It was uh, six scenarios in each, twelve. Like, I don't know.
1: Maybe I, I only that. got a maybe, maybe I only eight, had an issue eight or two. Each one? Oh, I may have only Six had one or two issues then or something. Yeah,
8: there were only two issues.
1: Okay. well, <laughs> But still, to me, that was like, wow, we have new scenarios because,
8: right, there was not a lot in the day. Well, that, that was sort of losing our direction because when we put out in contact, this was before the Internet, and actually we wanted to get... Oh, sorry. We wanted to get players in contact with each other, Uh and we really didn't want to do anything with scenarios. That was not our focus. But we were sort of corralled into... Having to do that because of support from other people, and they wanted to do it now. We, we wanted to wait for the attack, uh, build up the reserves, then launch. But it didn't happen, and we just launched piecemeal, and uh, it was okay. We got good, uh, Response. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think everyone loved
8: it. You know?
7: It wasn't actually what we wanted to do. The whole thing was to be uh, reporting on tournament action and getting people, you know, to go to tournaments to get together and to play. That's pretty much always been in our big focus. I mean, we're a couple of guys that would play the same scenario five or ten times a day. So new scenarios were not... Uh, didn't, didn't really matter to, to you us. didn't particularly care. You
8: yeah. even, uh, even the Oktoberfest that was to get people to play. Yeah, and, Starting I, and
1: I know what you mean. We could play them all over again, but I was still excited to have, you know,
8: something. It was like, uh, wow. Um, so a lot was- of people were and that's a, they they really grooved on that. The the West Coast guys, they wanted uh they wanted to do that. And they designed scenarios uh, Every tournament they had, it was fresh scenarios, but they didn't really have a victory condition. It was all the one nationality played against the other nationalities at uh, the tournament, and then they compared the, who did the best of one nationality, those guys won, and they ranked them, then the, the other nationality did the same thing, then they had a final. Okay. So it really wasn't, uh, it was just playing, but there were some weird circumstances that, or things that happened in that method of, of victory Point, conditions. Yes, right. And now you guys are both native Ohioans? Or? Well, I'm from Colorado. Oh. Uh, I was born there, but uh, when we're you, Ohioans. When you yeah, started ASL. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: I yeah. started squad leader. Yeah. yeah, and you knew each other. When you started playing?
7: Um, no, we met each other because we were playing. Um, I was playing a guy in Kent who didn't have a chance to play very much, but he'd put an ad in uh, the general's opponents wanted column. I remember that. And he got uh, fish, got a hold of him, and we got together, and just, that was it. Yeah, we started playing yeah.
8: like crazy.
1: Yeah, and then um, you were the, then the first. ASLOC was that you guys that got it started too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little about how that developed?
8: Well, uh, originally in 85, I went down to the ASL Open in North Carolina and it was hosted by Don Monsell. And in Don Monsell's tournament, he wanted, he, he felt it was wrong to have people travel all that. Distance and then play single elimination. Oh, so he right. was basically the first tournament that was all ASL or uh, squad leader as, uh, and GI through that uh, time. It was all just that; wasn't any other games involved. But uh, he he was the first to use the round robin, the technique, and he felt that like uh, half the people when they showed up for single elimination were eliminated the first round. Right. Uh, another half, seventy-five percent total, were eliminated at the mm-hmm. end of the second round. Yeah. So it really wasn't that good. Uh, those type of tournaments, and they, and at that time, they all f- were brand new, fresh scenarios, mm-hmm. un- sight unseen by most of the players. Uh,
7: Usually uh, designed by the tournament director. Y-
8: exactly. Oh, uh, really? Exactly. Did like when, when he had uh, Origins and uh, those tournaments, uh, when Avalon Hill put them on at Origins. That's usually how it was done. Like, John Michon and Joe Suhar oh, and Bob it, yes. McNair did so. Yeah, okay, right. And, uh, but, but Don also, uh, he, he was the guy that he said, well, on some of these rounds, we'll use brand new scenarios, and on some of them, uh, we'll have a choice. And we didn't have any problem with that. Uh, or, uh, I didn't. I went to the tournament in 85. But then, uh, in and he also, r- later that year, he teamed up with uh, Arnold Front and ran the GI Tournament at uh, Origins. Then uh, it was sort of the same thing. used a like, sort of floating victory condition that I don't like. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. For. But um, then he passed on, and Daryl suggested that uh, I should run a tournament since I had been to so many and knew about some of the pitfalls.
1: And that way Daryl didn't have to do as much of the work. If you were, if you ran the tournament, Daryl didn't have <laughs> no, to do it. No, 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 <laughs> well, it started
8: he, out that he, way. Yeah, he, he started out that way. All right, but... Uh,
7: and then that's essentially, you know, we just started figuring out, well, when would be a good time to have a tournament? During the summer, everybody's on vacation. You want to have them when there's Going to other weather. tournaments. Yeah. So, Oktoberfest ended up in October. Mainly because Fish was working at the post office back then and had Columbus Day off. Okay. So it was always before Columbus Day weekend.
8: And yeah, I'd always get that Monday off so I'd have some rest. And, and, and back in the old days, we would maybe get a couple hours of sleep the whole weekend. Because uh, we, we often had uh, Bob McNamara come to the tournaments. Um, just to be the final say-so in the rules. And I, I did know the rules fairly well, at least I thought I did. And uh, if he wasn't available, he was available <laughs> by phone to call him up. and uh,
1: Oh, okay, clarify rules.
8: Right. So that was uh, that was one of the things we worried about, uh, coming uh, down to where two two guys would play and we couldn't figure out the, uh, a ruling, a you know, uh, just ruling, uh, uh, correctly yeah, and then the, the the the
1: tournament was always open then. Uh, okay. Like we didn't have the elimination.
8: I think the first one might have had it was it was always round robin, and even later uh, it, it went through some modifications where we had a mulligan. You, your first loss didn't count, and but then later uh, I think one of the better things was the team tournaments because the team tournaments allowed players to play in a, a, the players that got there early could play in a single elimination and actually get some playing in the counted and, uh, and, and the, uh, not to the theme, not, theme to, ter- not the theme tournaments, theme tournaments, and we'd have them for 1945, yeah. Stalingrad, and you'd have to put partisan, um, the desert, but then, uh, they were three rounds, had eight players in them, single elimination, and the winner would get two victories toward the of tournament. We didn't call it that back; then. it was just the ASL Oktoberfest tournament. Then the uh, loser would get the would get only one uh, win, and everybody else who lost it would count as nothing, so they would start fresh. So we had everybody starting fresh when some of the players couldn't come in as early as other players. Okay. M- much like the Europeans nowadays. Well, yes. the
7: theme or tournament the... started off because we started getting so many. The tournament was originally Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we started getting so many people showing up beforehand that we needed something to do for them. So our first theme tournament was on a, uh, the Thursday theme tournament. Thursday theme. And I think brands, we had right? like sixty people, and <laughs> it, it wasn't going to end. It was just too big and no elimination. So after that, we revised it and went to the. Uh, eight-person theme tournament. And the idea of being behind that, you can get it done, plus we felt that would give the opportunity for a lot more people to go home with a plaque.
1: Yeah, and, and today there's so many plaques. That is plaques. I'm thinking, you know, I should be playing maybe. I could actually come out with some. <laughs>
8: yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like German Iron Crosses, man. You get one in a box of sea <laughs> rations So, yeah,
1: just... um just such an honor to have you guys here to talk to uh and now you stayed with
8: playing fanatical asl um well we were we were real fanatic and we we possibly played too much and and some of them other things came into play like the, the in contact and when uh, uh avalon hill was switching over bob mcdemer was leaving he, he was our buddy he was from youngstown oh he That's, was also uh, right okay. and i Met him just a, uh, after Cross, he was the MVP for Cross and Iron. And then, uh, 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 Jim Calmer and Bob's brother-in-law, Dirk Fisher, and myself, we, uh, we playtested like Crescendo of Doom and GI Anvil Victory. And then, and then oh. they uh, called up Bob to want him to come to work to Baltimore. Okay. Uh, and but, that's what uh, we, we sort of got played out by playing too much.
7: I think between yeah. the tournament and we did a lot of play testing.
8: Going to tournaments, yeah. uh, right.
7: So eventually that and the loss of blood from various wounds sort of just, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's... Well, and,
8: and, and my folks were uh, requiring more attention, so as I couldn't devote as much time yeah. to it. Daryl lived about 45 minutes away and so but we, we, would get, we would get some massive playing and it was sick and fanatical that's for sure How many years then did you run the tournaments? We ran the tournament the first 10 years 10 years, okay yeah. And then
1: who took over right after that?
8: Mark Nixon Mark took Nixon. over I think he must have ran it for about 10? Nine, 9
1: 9
8: or 10? I think no
0: There were obviously a lot of different military games that you played along with squad leader in the early days when what was it about squad leader and when did you think wow this there's something special about this game and did you did you have any idea at that time that 25 years later you'd still be playing i'm not sure it just grabbed me you know i'd
7: been playing what was it panzer leader
8: Oh, one of those? Yeah, uh, been, leader. been playing Panzer yeah.
7: Leader, and the guy that uh, I got into touch with, uh, Fish through, I had got in touch with him to play Panzer Leader, and he said, Hey, why don't you try this uh, squad leader game? Uh, and he brought me the rules, and that was it. I was... I was
0: hooked. You just knew there was something. Yeah. Something about yeah, it. Yeah.
7: And once you start playing it, it goes, no, this is, this is just better. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. played, uh, although we played Axis and Allies. And well,
8: we played in some of the earlier Avalon. And we played a lot of Upfront, too. We played a lot of Upfront. That was one of our favorite games. We played, like, old classics, uh, a couple a couple uh <laughs> I had a collector's, Parker's brother's game called Conflict. They said, well, if I roll three 12s in a row, I'll win. Uh, like first turn, and roll three 12s in a row, or three, two 12s and 11, and I won. And he said, yes, that is a nice collector's item. And yeah. Stay that way.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we, we
8: played uh, a lot of the other stuff. And Daryl, uh, he was the winner of the Avalon Hills... Games for Life contest. Oh, okay. Which, uh, it had its good points and it had its bad points, too.
0: Are you still getting games? Oh, oh no? <laughs> well, that's, one of, <laughs> that's one of the bad points. That's one of the bad Oh, no. Yeah. No, Games to. for Life. Who's Don't life? do Perry. For, for, for Daryl's life or <laughs> he, for Avalon not Avalon, Avalon <laughs> <life>? Hill.
7: <laughs> well, I thought it was mine, but apparently it was Avalon Hill's. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that worked out, uh, that had its ups and downs, but it was definitely, uh a Surprise winning it, and you know, well, you called nice.
8: that shot. I'm serious, he, he did call a shot. We were playing, it was uh, an origins in
3: California
8: that year, and they had the con- a contest in the general. And we're playing, and it's I don't know, sometime in the afternoon, Sunday. Daryl says, They're picking my name right now for this contest, <laughs> <laughs> and he got a letter. and. And that was one of the things. It, 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 like in the, the contest, said you get every game Avalon Hill produces, and then later on they said, well, it's every board game, and, and uh, uh, oh,
2: so there was I a
8: little bit of fighting there. But uh, it, eventually, when they were going, under. they knew they were going under. They just uh, they, started they sending everything. <laughs> yeah. <just> Apple, <laughs> like Commodore, it didn't matter. All the computer games, just.
0: So, can't you take that contract now to Hasbro and say, hey, oh, where's all my
8: stuff?
2: Where's <laughs> my to stuff? For. Uh,
0: no, no. no, Some stuff
7: should just be allowed to die a decent death, I think. Yeah, you know? that's probably
1: true. You know, and I, and I remember when Avalon Hill went under it, I'm sure I've said it several times on the show now, but it was so traumatic because this like, last game came out and I didn't get to the store. My friend came over and said, Do you have this? I said, No. Uh, well, he worked at the hobby shop, and he said, well, they only mit- ran this many of them because they know they're going out of business, and they're all gone now from the game store. And I was like, unbelievable. I'm like, I can't believe this last component I missed. What was it? The Armies of...
8: No, it was the Doom Battalions. Oh, Doom Battalions. Okay. Right.
1: And luckily, he worked at the game store. He says, "Well, sometimes Charlie Prosek, this really honorable old war gamer in, in Illinois, loved by everybody, but sometimes he buys extra copies and keeps them for himself." He goes, "Give him a shot." So I, I call. I go, "Charlie, you know I love Advanced quality, he goes, You know I love this. I bought everything for you." Shine your shoes for one like, Do we have? He's like, "Come on down tomorrow. I'll give you my last copy." Oh, all right. I felt like. And then MMP picked it up, so I was also very thrilled that this thing would continue to have a life you know, in some form. So, But it's so interesting now, the generations, with all these young guys playing, we're talking about uh, Origins, which we haven't said what that even is, and I don't think the young people listening know the new Starter Kit players even have any idea. It was the, um, the Avalon Hills official um, it's seen, tournament thing. Yeah, I think the
8: Avalon Hills... Ran it in the beginning, I'm yeah. not sure. and they sure, played all their,
1: all their games, uh, were played there, right? There was the a classics, Rail Baron winner and a
8: all those.
1: Blitz yeah. winner and uh, all those. Early stuff.
8: on, yeah. when it first started in the 70s, I think. It, it Maybe, uh, I know it had to be in the 70s because uh, the Purple Box Squad Leader was issued at one of those.
1: Okay, all right. Back when I was just. That playing. was an
8: Origins release, yeah. or who knows, that may have been the. They had the color wrong when it first rolled off the. On the, on the, on the so you guys got to fix this.
0: So, so while we were talking, Perry Cock came over and sat down.
8: How'd you ever get hooked up with this guy? Well, Perry was a play or tester, like I believe, down at uh, Avalon Hill, maybe. Just a young guy.
5: Charlie Kipper brought me out to the Second October Fest.
2: And I found a kindred spirit in uh, Fish County there, and, uh, you know, it's, uh... I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, no, not about the kindred spirit. <laughs> uh, hit the table. <laughs> And so, yeah, we've been friends ever since. I'm glad to
5: call uh, Fish and Gerald uh, both my friends. So I I'm a lucky man.
1: Yeah, I would same think here, so. Again, here. these are all legends, and now Perry's a legend. You oh, know, Perry. And the young guys all go, "Oh, Perry, yeah," and uh, "Oh, those M M P guys, yeah." If like, only
2: they knew him then, uh, we uh, right? Well, yeah, second, second
1: generation A S L. Second generation. Well, <laughs> Ditto, <second> man. <generation. same.
2: laughs>
1: back, back when we had hair and it wasn't gray.
8: Um. Yeah, yeah but I think Perry, uh, I, I first met Perry uh, when I went down to Avalon Hill at Reed Street to uh, do some playtesting, I think, wasn't it? Uh, no, it, may, oh, it was yeah. when you came to Oktoberfest. That's what I think, I okay. think it was when I, came, like, when I came to Oktoberfest, and
5: I, I was playtesting at Reed Street, and I don't. I knew tell you the truth, I don't remember Murph. whether you came down first or not.
8: Oh, okay, and, or, and, they were still at Reed yeah. Street. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Harry Southwell. Tom Kercher. They came to the fir- the, the first one. They're about uh, I mean, less than twenty, I think, what seventeen, 17. or eighteen. Or,
1: well, I, I needed n- I need to know since I have no cool middle middle name. I've I've never earned one. No one's deemed me worthy of one. Where did fish come from?
8: Uh, I came from a long time ago when I worked in a grocery store and I actually put these signs up. And they were like veal and poultry and fish and everything. And when I put them up on the rafters, the fish, it's its actually sh- been shortened to fish, but the fish was showing, and then the L from veal and a dot, and then the P-O-U from poultry. So it actually was fish le pew originally. Because <laughs> you overlapped the signs or something? Yeah, yeah. They, they were hanging down, and that's what you read uh, between the... Uh, between the air ducts oh. that they were resting on, the <laughs> Fish Le Pew. And they said, oh, okay, Fish Le Pew. Okay,
1: that came from a previous, didn't have anything to do with squad leader.
8: And and uh, uh, don't want you to make an error or anything. I uh, uh, get embarrassed It's because it, Rex Martin sort of screwed this oh, up. Oh, it's just yes.
1: action. No, no, it's no. not
8: just action. Oh. It's Action Burke. It's Daryl Action Burke Burke. Action Burke is his nickname. You got me on because <laughs> so
1: that was Rex Martin's fault yeah, if that yeah, got printed wrong or s- something.
8: Uh, Streets of Fire series replay. Series
1: replay, yep. That's right. Yeah. Streets of Fire series yeah, replay. Action. Yeah. So, yeah, I,
8: I remember the one guy come to Octoberfest and called him actionist. No, I just don't sound right.
1: Sounds a little like a um like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but well,
8: right? Daryl is action Burke. His wife is action Debbie, and everybody's action something. And, mm, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it seemed
7: like action just stuck, and you know, it's one of those things. Like, okay, you just go ahead. That's it's, what
8: yeah. the the Japanese uh, Tenno leader is uh, D. DAO DAO is supposed to be action
7: Oh, but it isn't
8: (laughs) But it isn't (laughs) They
7: messed that up too (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, so, uh, some people's know, last names are too long to fit on counters, oh, and well, apparently they, uh, they can't change the font size for them, <laughs> no matter how much they beg, but anyway. Yeah. Schmidt's a very long name. Now that uh,
7: went in a long series of them messing up people's uh, names on counters. Oh, well, yeah. it,
8: it, it was a joke after a while. It started with Eric Barker and the Sisslers, uh, Eric Baker, but his, his, his British his name, leader, Barker. Okay. And then the Sislers were Sisker. Siskers. Uh, they yeah. were Bill and Dave. I don't know which one was Sisker. But then they, they, they got one later in uh, the Axis Miners, I believe.
1: Oh, they made up for it. Yeah. For oh.
0: <laughs> so maybe if we come up with a middle name for you, Dave. They could put that on or a
1: cool nickname.
0: Or you yeah. could change
8: your name to Greenwood or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: I'll just yeah, counters are already out there. I'll just well, I'll change my name to those.
8: That, believe me, that's what that 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 was what Don Greenwood said when he said, You spelled my name wrong. He says it's easier just to change your name. <laughs> 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 and it probably was. And Although what, now with the reprinting, it might be, it still might be easier just to change your name. I don't
1: know. <laughs> now, no, the, the, um, Bob McNamara, where, where is he now? Is he the one that's at the, I,
8: I, Barry said he was in Corpus Christi. He was working for Breakaway Games. In, oh, Galveston? Okay.
1: Galveston, Texas. Alright. And but, then,
8: but he got rehired at, at that office. Okay. Breakaway. Okay. Charlie's not uh, working with them anymore, though. He's just doing a freelance. Charlie Kibler. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I think, yeah, we had talked, uh, Perry. So. Um, well, Jeff, do you
8: You have no, any, you have no questions because you,
1: you don't know all this stuff we're talking about, do you? Well, you
8: know, I got one It predates me. Uh, another thing that, uh, uh, I don't know, sort of slowed us down from playing or sucked us in war was red barricades that was the greatest thing ever so i thought because it finally you had it tomorrow in squad leader, you oh, didn't have the last turn rush and yeah, with a the campaign and so yeah. forces and all that, and we just played that like all for months. Yeah,
7: we were big into DYO. We we loved the uh, DYO stuff. A lot okay, of the fun is
8: buying it, <laughs> and then we would we would buy all the stuff. Finnish ski troops in night fog, five boards got to get across deep snow. Uh, and we play for about 10 turns and never see each other.
2: Yeah.
8: <laughs> did yeah.
1: maneuver games. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It
8: didn't matter. And that's anyway.
1: more old school. A lot of these the guys.
8: The 35s you never get them. We were getting
7: them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we loved. Red Barricades was
8: Well, because you, you get to buy yeah. stuff, too. It's, it's sort of like DYO. Yeah, you got yeah. the campaign
1: yeah. options. Why? And then you have the, what I love was the historical maps. Because it suddenly became, like, wow, okay, you know, this always was history for me. I, I used knew to have it dreams
8: being on that map, I swear was, to God. I, oh, do you know, I, when you I started learning
1: learning this rule book, I literally woke up at night, like, in cold sweats, with all the um, acronyms rolling through my head, you know. Oh, F <laughs> and, you know, non-assault movement, and blah, blah, blah. it was, like, overwhelming. But, you know, it's become a second language now amongst us, so... Um, yeah, but the, the historical board, man, and they're coming out with the uh, Festung Budapest, and I think rumor has it that Jeff and I and Doug and Bob Holmstrom are going to actually sit down. and I've done a few campaign games, but I kind of always want to get through some scenarios, you know, that keep coming out rather you know, than do yeah. a... But I'll, I'll get back well, to see, it. Well,
8: see, that's one of the things it, uh, it, that consumed us. Yeah, we, we, we played we it a it lot. So, yeah. We
7: didn't... Uh We'd play campaign game. Finish one, start up another one. Yeah. You know, just Yeah.
1: You didn't care about the short scenario no. anymore. No.
7: As a matter of fact, I don't think when it first came out, I think we went right we might have played one scenario and then went right into the campaign games. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
8: Campaign game 3, of course. And, I think that along
1: with yeah. and what's great is to you know, all this flexibility within the system. So all had
2: to playtest all
8: day. No, we really we didn't play. Didn't, no, we no, didn't, didn't, didn't playtest that at all.
2: No, think, we were
8: working on other stuff, trying to get in contact.
2: <laughs>
8: well, you laugh, you laugh. I think the last playtesting well that I did was uh, desert. You know, was, Rex well, was might have sent us some, some stuff out. <laughs> Rex might have sent us some stuff out to look at, but he said, oh, All right, look at it. Make a couple comments, but not really play. Well, we did. Oh, that's right. What was it? A good party.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well,
8: we did play. Cat and Mouse. Cat and Mouse. Lou, uh, I think one uh, year. Uh, we were we made a vow that, that we would play fifty night scenarios. Fish, didn't oh, a good
1: card to play
7: I wouldn't doubt
8: well, it. I, so. I wouldn't. I
1: think
7: when
2: it was like twice as big as it was. Oh,
8: it, it changed. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a totally different board. You look at it you go. <laughs>
2: the
8: name sounds familiar, but it's so like
5: you know, Instead of forty minefield factors, we're <laughs> like eighty.
8: Yeah, it never seemed to work. No matter what they did to it, it was, like if, uh, most of these modules would, uh, would they come out with eight scenarios usually in each one? They'd have like a dozen of them and take the the eight best, or the, they felt most balanced. Right. And then what they would do is uh, use it, put out the tweak the other ones and put them out later in the general yes right we, we right. still
1: do that i mean
5: as a general you yeah. know that's still the process well, they might as well you got to have most
8: of that work done on the other ones so there's a lot of there's a lot of different stuff that comes out of you guys do you guys keep up no 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 we really haven't played for we just finished uh first game we played in 15 years that was that
1: was, that was the, first the first game, game in, 15 in 15 years tonight, tonight. okay wow all right, that's why well, I'm bitter. And they still remembered where to place all the that without <laughs> yeah. the scenario
2: card.
7: That was fish. He's <laughs> pathetic in that. Uh, Sorry about that. just sucks.
1: <laughs> well, and I guess if you haven't played, it, it kind of adds a new meaning to when people say, you know, it sucks getting old, I guess, huh?
8: <laughs> it does, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I have a new philosophy with ASL, Sorry. It's okay. I don't play vehicles, and I don't play walls. I ain't learning no more rules. (laughs) I play tested (laughs) rules. And relearn the rules, and relearn them a different way, and relearn them this way, and they change. And I remember all the different changes and everything. so Sorry, I was starting to lose
1: it again. It's a well, And again, so, it, that's so, kind of like, the no nice. No walls
8: or hedges, and no yeah, wall they, advantage. That.
1: And, and that is the nice thing about it. People can pick things that they really want to do, and just stick to that, and have a lot of fun playing. So, yeah.
7: And that was the uh, our main focus behind Oktoberfest was. We didn't care that much about who won the tournaments, which you could tell if you ever saw how we ran the tournaments. But we just were more concerned about getting people together to play.
5: Yeah, and I I, I think I told these guys before that you know uh, Octoberfest was definitely the inspiration for Winter Offensive, and we tried to you know the open play idea. You know, uh, we tried to use that as much as we could at Winter Offensive. It it
8: seems to work when the the place is open 24 hours. At one time, uh, just before they ran uh, Avalon Con, Don Con.
1: Yes, okay.
8: Okay, uh, Don Greenwood asked me if I would run Oktoberfest at Don Con. And I kicked it around and kicked it around and kicked it around. And finally I said, no, nah, Oktoberfest will not work at Don Con because... The different things you want each uh, you want out of the Dawncon tournament, and what we want out of Oktoberfest with the 24-hour open play and stuff. Um, But I did tell them that I'd run the first one, so I uh, got that off the ground.
1: Okay, and sort of
8: designed what that sort of system too. Yeah, I legitimacy
1: guess so. gave them legitimacy. A
7: lot of what you see in Oktoberfest, though, just came down from the fact that Fish and I were pretty lazy about the whole thing. You know, the whole thing of having, uh, here you pick the scenarios you want to play. That way, if you don't like the scenario... Oh, I mean, that's unbalanced. Yeah, don't come what you for? Yeah. <laughs> we had nothing to do with it.
8: That's right.
7: Yeah, that's a, there's a beauty to that, actually. Well, and we, got, we got to the point where we wouldn't even show up in the morning and <laughs> just... Like, come on. They'd be there. I know, it was, that is true,
8: I must yeah. admit, but that was some of the times it was pretty <laughs> like lack of sleep maybe uh, like they said a couple hours and I went to sleep and then everybody shows up but uh, oh everybody got to be here at eight o'clock
1: except us <laughs> yeah and winter offensive Jeff and I still need to get to get to the winter out to winter offensive and um, um, but it was
8: okay because St. Louis tournament the, the, the players who had come numerous years already uh, had been here numerous years knew what to do and just set to it got and start playing yeah like Mark like, Nixon, like, like, yeah. like Mark Nixon, who eventually uh, took it up, right That's right. Uh, we yeah, we were pretty lazy. Uh, it was in the days before computer, uh, pretty much uh, real computer stuff. And we we'd have uh, where everybody had to fill out an envelope for next year's mailings that we wouldn't have to do it. Yeah, right. Here, if you don't know your address and the mailman can't read it, it's your fault. It's not yeah. our fault. And you know, we we try to put. The responsibility on, um, on everybody else. Well, that's nearest. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. So, well, I have an orange jacket that I got. It's nylon, and I, I, I'm thinking if I get an artist to do this uh, around here. And it's my school I gave, colors. And I was even—that's right—the school colors. And I was even <laughs> gonna have it like. Grow up here in script.
2: <laughs>
8: the Grow Um I was. Oh, yeah. But uh, how, how how it came about was. I was
7: reading uh, Max force. Hastings' book on D Day.
8: Oh, is that what it was? I thought yeah. it was
7: Brute Force. No, it was Max okay, Hastings' wait. book on D Day. No, it, and in it he said that the. Uh, German generals referred to Hitler, of course, behind his back, as Grosterfeldherr Feldherr Aller Zeiten. that yeah,
8: uh, that's pretty close. Yeah, Yeah, like, uh, yeah he right. so the, the greatest it was field, field man of all time, yeah. field marshal of all time. So I called yeah. Fish up and hey, oh, no, fish. You, you know I went down his house and he says, "Look at this." I said, "I am now the Grofaz." Yeah. <laughs> he
7: just claimed it as his own. okay. Yeah. <laughs> well.
8: Because, you know, they play and I was doing well, like, you know, like always in contention and stuff for the longest time. And then I just said, well, I should be an overblown personality and this will fit perfectly. you know, to have To to think you're much better than you actually are. Yes. Uh, All right, that explains it.
1: Well, so we... Wrap it up, Jeff. Sounds good.
8: And, yep.
1: thanks. Thank you guys for coming. And thank you. Perry for joining in and we'll, uh, just again, it's an honor. It'll be all three of you guys.
2: So. Yeah,
0: very,
1: yeah. great it's pleasure just, meeting you guys.
0: Thanks. Thank you all good for,
7: time. uh, attending and making October press what it became.
0: I find this hard to believe, Dave, but we're in an hour and 22 minutes and s- one hour, 22 minutes and 50 seconds. And still counting. And still counting.
1: Now let's call it a wrap.
0: Yeah, I would, I've got so much more to talk about. Maybe next time, you know we should we should do a series of shows. We could call it the Two Hands Squad, <laughs> Yes, we could. <laughs> well, we'll pick up next time with all the things that I want to talk about. Hopefully,
1: get back and... to some rules stuff. Don't forget yeah. our contest, listeners.
0: Oh yeah, the contest.
1: S- I'm going to enter. Send in those jingles. No, those song lyrics. Those satirical ASL song lyrics. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll call this the the Whit Richardson contest in honor of. <laughs> We don't want to call it the Memorial Contest because he's still alive. So, uh and maybe we'll hear more from him in that regard. Maybe so. So. So, until, until then. Until then, keep playing squad leader, everybody. And, oh, by the way, clip your corners. With? The C4 Corner Cutter. You know, I, I'm serious about this. I was playing Mike last week. I had some of my counters. Uh We had to go into uh, starter kit three for some of the counters. And I punched them out. I didn't have time to clip the corners before we played. And then I had a bunch of these that were clipped and it's a lot nicer playing with clipped corners.
1: Yeah, they just don't a big stick difference. as much. They and... don't stick.
0: They stack nicely. They look beautiful. They're easy to pick up. They're easy. They're easier to get out of the, the box. And, but most of all, they look great. And we, we were going to take some pictures. Um, but I didn't want to have a picture in there with uh, the ragged
1: corners. And how do they, how do the listeners order a C4 countercutter?
0: Well, we'll put a, there's a link as usual on our website, but you go to Dave King's website and you can order from there. It's $20. Be sure to mention the two half squads. You'll get a buck. He'll put a dollar bill in the box. Hopefully the UPS man won't tear that open and get that out of there. Because they're like
1: that, you know. They can do that kind of thing.
0: Oh, yeah. They're government away with employees, that stuff. Uh-huh. so you can
1: never sue them. Yeah, uh, man.
0: man, no way.
1: Forget it.
0: Yeah. So get a C4 corner cutter. If you don't have one, you could watch the, the Bears game. You could watch the Super Bowl.
1: That's correct. Well, i would be over by now. Yeah. Uh, you can watch oh. the summer sports.
0: Right. Summer sports, you can sit there, clip your counters, watch some sports.
1: Yep. Do it all at once. Yeah. So get one. Get one today. Yeah. And uh thanks Dave for being here. It's always great yeah, to see thanks, you. Yeah, thanks Jeff. And next time, who knows what we'll bring you.
0: Good stuff. No doubt. So All remember right. to uh, oh, Rich Spilky's going to be with us next
1: time. Oh, we think so. Yeah. Yep, and we'll try to get to that round table maybe for the 50th. Yeah, big, episode, the, big 5-0. the big 50. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. So roll low and rally well, but, but not when you're playing us. us. Bye-bye Bye, everybody. Everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: I think you know what I think that's the problem uh, with my why I keep losing. I'm not rolling well. That's correct. And I'm not rallying well. No, you're not. So I'm
1: not thinking a reverse You fix those two little things in your game, and just Jeff, two things, and it'll be all uphill yeah. from there.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a problem for me.